the Justice Warren Stroke and Heart Disease Prevention Task Force, and Hypertension Awareness Day. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about an organization focused on shaping healthcare policy in our state to prevent cardiovascular disease. And we'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug and Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home, often with costs that are lower than even the big box pharmacies and free shipping. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And Dr. Forrest, people are always wanting more information after the show. They have a question or they want to find out more information about your medical practice in Apex. How can they find that out? Well, after the show, you can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. If listeners have questions they'd like to email us specifically to be answered on the show, you know, we've had a couple of shows where we've answered listener questions, they can email that directly to AccessHealthRadio at gmail.com. Just make sure to include any contact information uh, so we can uh, clarify if we need to clarify your question. And if you want information about our our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, listeners can go to acchealth.com or call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. And we're also, stay tuned for the end of the show, we're going to have some links to some resources for the audience members, and we'll also put links to that on our landing page as well. Dr. Forrest, I'm going to turn it over to you now so that you can introduce our guest for today's show. Thanks, Mike. We are honored today to have two guests that are doing a lot for helping prevent strokes and heart attacks in North Carolina through their education and advocacy uh, with the Justice Warren Task Force. First, I'd like to introduce Anna Best Brown, who is currently the Executive Director of the Justice Warren Task Force. Welcome, Anna Best. Thank you. Uh, second of all, our second guest I'd like to introduce is Peg O'Connell. She is currently the chairperson of the Stroke Advisory Committee of the Justice Warren Task Force. Welcome, Peg. Thanks, Brian. It's nice to be here. Uh, so, Anna Best, could you tell the audience a little bit about the Justice Warren Task Force, why it was formed, and what the goals of that organization are? The Justice Warren Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Task Force was formed in 1995 in response to alarmingly high rates of heart disease and stroke in our state. And it has continued because we do still experience huge disparities in health um, in certain populations and in certain geographical areas of our state. We are charged with tracking the stats and the cost of heart disease and stroke looking at the burden. What is the burden um, in our state? We also make recommendations to the legislature and the governor to modify or enact laws to enhance heart disease and stroke prevention. And uh, Peg, I think that the audience would really love to know a little bit about your personal history and how you became such a vocal advocate for stroke prevention and treatment, if you don't mind sharing that. No, Brian. Um, I've been involved in stroke prevention for almost 25 years in January of 2009, I was actually down at the Centers for Disease Control giving a talk on stroke prevention when they called me to tell me that my husband, our insurance commissioner, Jim Long, had had a massive hemorrhagic stroke and that he was in a coma and I needed to get back to Raleigh as quickly as possible. So um, for, I don't even remember how I got back to Raleigh from Atlanta, uh, but Jim lay in a coma for um, 10 days 
and um, he finally died of the stroke um, on Groundhog's Day, which we always thought he would find very ironic. So I went from a scientific interest and a public policy interest to a very personal one, to never wanting anyone else to experience the loss of a, a loved one through stroke. What could both of you tell us about the impact of stroke and heart disease in North Carolina? And I'll start with Anna Bess. Um, specifically, what can you tell us about the burden that it has on our state? You're mentioning personal stories. Um, definitely makes it personal. Many of us know someone who has had a stroke, who died from stroke or heart disease. And that is the case in North Carolina, where cardiovascular disease accounts for one in four deaths. It is one of the top causes of death and one of the top reasons for hospitalization in our state. In fact, $5.1 billion was, were spent on heart disease alone and hospital charges in 2016 alone. That's billion with a B. So huge burden for people in terms of their lives and their care. Peg, could you talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, we know that there's an economic impact, certainly, but could you talk about, you know, when people have a heart attack, that's one thing because, you know, they either survive it or they go into rehab and, and that kind of thing and they, and they, or they don't survive it. Uh, but with stroke, can you talk a little bit about just some of the debilitating nature of that and how it affects like loss of independence and, and, you know, entrance of our, some of our seniors into skilled nursing care? Absolutely, Brian. You know, um, just like heart disease, we actually have a monetary value associated with it. And it costs the state over a billion dollars in stroke care. Uh, that's people who go into the hospital and they don't go and stay a day or two. They're there for the long haul. And, you know, it also costs our state Medicaid program almost $400 million every year. So if you don't care about people's health, care, just care about the money, there's a lot of money involved. Um, but I think the thing, although it's getting much better, and this is exciting as far as a person who's been involved in stroke advocacy for such a long time, um, there used to be not much we could do about stroke, but now we can. But if a stroke, if it's not caught early, if a person doesn't know what's happening and goes to sleep at night and doesn't get up, um, then they're on a track for, if this, especially if the stroke is major, um, for uh, paralysis on one side. They could lose their speech, they could lose their eyesight, hearing. Obviously, you talked about your grandmother and her balance. I mean, Jim had a hemorrhagic stroke, which was uh, absolutely devastating. But all these things invade the brain and uh, affect our ability to be independent, to move. All the things that we take for granted as we walked into this place this afternoon to have this chat. So all those things, and we see so many older people because uh, age is an extreme risk factor for stroke, ending up in nursing care facilities uh, simply because they can't move or stay in their own home any longer. So it's time for the Access Health Tip of the Week. The third Wednesday in May is Hypertension Awareness Day. So uh, make sure to get your blood pressure checked that day and send the results to your doctor. You can check it with your own machine. You can get your blood pressure checked at a self-serve pharmacy machine. Or you can probably even get your doctor's office or pharmacy to check it for free. And it's important that you check it properly. But if you've been seated for at least five minutes without your legs crossed, not talking, and the top number of your blood pressure is over 140, you really ought to follow up with your healthcare provider, as this is really at this point classified as the most severe stage of high blood pressure. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Forrest. Our guest today, Annabeth Brown, who is the Executive Director of the Justice Warren Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Task Force, as well as Peg O'Connell, the Chairperson of the Stroke Advisory Council of the Justice Warren Task Force. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about Hypertension Awareness Day. That's straight ahead with Dr. Brian Forrest. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio and a very special edition today as we have two very special guests joining Dr. Brian Forrest. We are joined by Annabeth Brown, who is the Executive Director of the Justice Warren Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Task Force, as well as Peg O'Connell, the Chairperson of the Stroke Advisory Council of the Justice Warren Task Force. Dr. Forrest, take it away. I'd like for each of you to speak a little bit about some of the policies and programs, both at the state, legislative, and community level, that could help us ease the burden of stroke and heart attack and heart disease in North Carolina. And I'm going to start with you, Peg. Uh, if you could talk about some of those programs and uh, how much they mean to our state, that'd be great. Well, thanks, Brian. Um, on uh, Hypertension Day in North Carolina, which will be the 16th of May, our legislature will convene. And a number of health advocates have been working with our members of the General Assembly to advocate for some good public policy that will make a difference in our heart disease and stroke rates. I think one of the things that is almost a straight shot of pure magic is funding for our state's quit line. Um, North Carolina is fortunate in that we do have this mechanism that allows smokers or people who want to quit smoking to call up and get advice on how to quit and get medications and uh, nicotine replacement therapy that will make their quitting much more effective and hopefully sticky so that they will stay quit. Um, we're advocating for $3 million for that program. Right now, the quit line is very effective. It's well used, but we don't have the capacity to serve everybody who wants to uh, get uh, served. So we know people want to quit. There's also another initiative before the General Assembly, which is the Healthy Corner Store Initiative. And this started two years ago. It's run out of the Department of Agriculture. And what it does is deal with the issues of food deserts. We have so many parts of North Carolina where people don't have access to healthy food, which drives a high obesity and therefore hypertension rate. So this uh, program is to help small retailers, corner stores, convenience stores, start to stock and sell healthy food so that the people in those neighborhoods and those crossroads can get the things they need to keep them um, healthy and going strong, especially the children. And then on a uh, more community level, the task force and our friends at the Division of Public Health are pushing out messages on chronic disease prevention, but specifically in the eastern part of the state where we have so much stroke on hypertension awareness, know your numbers, and do something about it. So those are some big things we're working on this coming session. You know, something you talked about, $3 million of funding for the quit line, and uh, I think that would come out to less than 50 cents uh, for each North Carolina citizen, basically to help with uh, quitting tobacco, and that just seems like a pretty wise investment uh, for our state. Um, Annabeth, could you speak about uh, some of the legislative priorities and policies that you think could have an impact on, you know, heart disease and stroke uh, also in our state? To tag on to what Peg was describing with Quitline NC, they are offering, through the end of May, eight weeks of free nicotine patches and gum or lozenges to help you quit. So if you are uninsured and you call the Quitline, 
uh, between May 6th and 16th, you can get free nicotine replacement therapy, which will, along with the counseling, help you to quit. So please call the quit line. They also have, in addition to their phone number, um, texting and online services um, to give you tips and tricks to help you quit using tobacco. So yes, some other legislative priorities that we're supporting include um, supporting a program called FNEP, which stands for Expanded Food and Nutrition Education Program. FNEP is run out of Cooperative Extension in counties, and it's in about 43 counties right now, and we want to expand it statewide. It teaches low-resourced families how to buy food, how to shop, and how to cook at home and eat better and get more physical activity. So we feel like with the problems with obesity in our state and with lack of physical activity that can lead to um, poor health, that this program is really great for teaching people how to cook and how to eat better and get more um, activity in their lives. And the task force is also supporting the United States Preventive Services Task Force Preventive Benefits for Cardiovascular Health. So right now, Medicaid is supporting nine of the 11 recommendations to prevent cardiovascular disease, and we want to include all 11, including nutrition counseling and aspirin therapy. So we're working with the Division of Medical Assistance to get those covered for Medicaid beneficiaries. I'd love for each of you to talk a little bit about Hypertension Awareness Day since it is coming up. And, you know, we've done this in the past and uh, it's coming up this upcoming year. So, Annabeth, if you want to speak a little bit about the uh, declaration by the governor that we've had in the past uh, that made the third Wednesday um, and also, you know, how we've sort of done that in the past and, and how that's going to be this year, that'd be great. As Peg mentioned, uh, the legislature is convening on Hypertension Awareness Day, which everybody has a lot of jokes about that, um, <laughs> because everybody's <laughs> blood pressure will be high that day. Um, but but it is a, it's a great event because we actually bring physicians such as Dr. Forrest and his team um, to the General Assembly and take people's blood pressures, have them sit down with a provider and get their blood pressures taken and every year it never fails we always identify staff and legislators who have high blood pressure some dangerously high blood pressure so it's a reminder to everyone that you need to know what your blood pressure numbers are and get them under control by you know increasing your physical activity eating better reducing salt and working with your doctor to monitor your blood pressure at home, report those numbers to your doctor and, and get them managed. So we do look forward to this event every year to raise awareness about the impact of hypertension on heart health and to encourage people to know their numbers. High blood pressure is the primary cause of about 45% of all cardiovascular deaths. Peg, if you could just speak a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the legislators that have been participating with Justice Warren Task Force and how they've been contributing uh, uh, to this effort. I'd be happy to, Brian. Uh, one thing I do want to say is last year at Hypertension Awareness Day, I found that I had high blood pressure. And I don't, my blood pressure had always been perfect, but it wasn't that day and it didn't come back down. So thank you for saving me from a stroke, you and your <laughs> colleagues. It's unfortunate that, um, this is an editorial comment by me only, um, that our legislature has changed the rules on having gatherings and um, events like Hypertension Awareness Day as far as doing blood pressure, measuring. So we won't be able to do that part of the the day, but our, we still have gen members of the General Assembly are very committed to the heart health 
of North Carolina and to getting the message out to their colleagues that they need to know their own numbers and they need to worry about the impact that these diseases have on their constituents. Um, the task force is actually named for two legislators, Representative Larry Justice, who was from Hendersonville, and Senator Ed Warren, who was from Greenville. So there's long mark of the legislature on this. Straight ahead, we're going to continue our conversation with our guests from the Justice Warren Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Task Force and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. We are joined by Annabeth Brown, the Executive Director of the Justice Warren Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Task Force, as well as Peg O'Connell, the Chairperson of the Stroke Advisory Council. It's time for our Trivia of the Week. According to the Center for Disease Control, heart disease is the leading cause of death for women in the United States. And cardiovascular disease not only exacts a heavy toll on health of Americans, but the economic burden is enormous. Uh, In 2016, cardiovascular disease cost America $555 billion, and it's estimated that by 2035, the cost just for that alone will be $1.1 trillion. So, Peg, I have a specific question that uh, I'd like to ask you about, which is sort of the number one way we can prevent stroke uh, and heart disease in North Carolina, which we know is high blood pressure. Can you talk a little bit about uh, that? Brian, uh, you are a leading advocate for knowing your numbers. People across the state, because of where we live, need to know what their blood pressure is. And those who've been diagnosed with hypertension or high blood pressure need to constantly stay on it. Just because you're taking a pill doesn't mean your blood pressure is under control. So people really need to know their numbers and manage their numbers. And Annabeth, would you mind telling our audience a little bit about tobacco use prevention? Uh, Between 2011 and 2015, e-cigarette use among high school students has increased 888%. Young people are using these new products. We don't know what's in them a lot of times. We don't know the long-term impact. We do know that young people who use e-cigarettes are more likely to move on to combustible cigarettes. And we need money for tobacco use prevention for young people. Um, Most people start smoking, 90% of people start smoking before the age of 18. So we need to educate them while they're young. So we are really advocating for this with the General Assembly. And the money is there from the Tobacco Master Settlement Agreement. $149 million per year comes to our state from the Tobacco Master Settlement. So we've got the money there, and we need to use it to teach our youth. Well, I'd really like to thank our guests again today for being with us and for all of the contributions that they both make to prevent strokes and heart attacks in our state. Thanks, Peg and Annabeth. Thanks, Brian. We are going to put some links to some resources uh, on the website, accesshealthradio.com for you guys. And, but one of the ones that's really important you can get to is startwithyourheart.com. You can find uh, multiple resources that'll give you more information about stroke and heart disease prevention. Thanks to our guest this week, uh, Peg O'Connell, the chairperson of the Stroke Advisory Council, and Annabeth Brown, the executive director of the Justice Warren heart disease and stroke prevention task force we appreciate them being here today and our scripture this week is from proverbs 4 23 above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it thanks for listening to the show and we look forward to joining you again next sunday at 4 p.m until then god bless your health